Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm walking along the beach in Goring by Sea. Yes, it's my pre-match ritual on a midweek match day with a match day special. And so we are in the car, in a traffic jam. That's when I say we, it's Alan and I. Hello, Alan. Hi, Ross. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing all right, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting uh, dazed by all the brake lights. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the way to the game. Um, as I said in my little mini intro there, I was in Goring doing my usual traditional recent pre-match um, tradition of, uh, of going to see my folks, going for a walk on the beach. And then heading over to Brighton, and we're on our way now, heading to the ground for the big game against Palace. The rivalry, not the derby, not the A23 derby, not the M23 derby, not El Gatwicko, none of that stuff. It's just the rivalry, isn't it? Um, And the rivalry has been a a source of some frustration, hasn't it, really? We've had a number of games where we've dominated. There's one game they've dominated, and we've snatched the equaliser, more pay. But apart from that, we deserve to win. In, on the balance of play pretty much every other game since and they've continued to stifle us yeah. and they've got Zaha back our bogeyman so there's a few things that don't go in our favour on the upside Palace have already doubled the Premier League record for time without shots on goal I think the second game in a row made it a record they're now on three games without a shot on goal <laughs> following their defeat against Man City did sound like they kept it tight though so I'll get your views on that in a moment. But um, overall, though, we've uh, yeah we're in fine form. We've scored six goals in two games. Uh, we're creating chances. We're looking good. We've got most of our team available. And Palace are in awful form. Listening to their podcast for the first time in many many weeks, I've just been gauging the opinion, and it's all on a bit of a downer. I wouldn't say everyone's fully looking to get Vieira out or anything at this stage, but I think it's leaning in that direction. And I think they are genuinely worried, genuinely worried about the relegation zone. And we've got this game in hand tonight, Wednesday night. Uh, one of our games in hand. It's their only game in hand, I think. Um, if we win it, fantastic. Europe, even Champions League, still in our hands. <laughs> in our hands, I'm not saying we'll do it. But for Palace, their side of it, if they lose this game... They're still going to remain just, was it three, four points ahead of the relegation zone? They will have squandered the game in hand they've got over some of those teams. And they're going to be in real trouble because everyone else is picking points up. They've got, and they've got Arsenal at the weekend, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's not looking good for them. Um, but we've got to get the job done. And they're well overdue at battering. But will it happen? Will it happen? We've said that before, haven't we? We said that earlier this season. Yeah. Well, a month ago. It's incredible. I mean... Someone reminded me today on one of the, on the, one of the um, WhatsApp groups that uh, the last time we beat them was uh, the knockout goal. Yeah, uh, which was Premier League, but early, long time ago. early, early vintage Premier League, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. so it was a long time. <laughs> um, well, it's just so frustrating. I mean, memories of recent times. Obviously, the uh, the Ben Techie winner 
in the clo- behind closed door game. The most ridiculous oh result. Oh my god! And Graham Potter throwing the bottle of water onto the ground <laughs> in disgust. Yeah. Um, and then my other memory of the recent Palace game for me, just things in my mind is I went to the not last the last home game uh, away game but the, the one before uh, and when um, Zahar scored that penalty and he kind of run to us at that end and mm. like I could just see his big white beaming teeth <laughs> smiling at us oh, and I just don't want to see that again I know I know, we, got, I know we answered that back with the with the equaliser but nonetheless oh. and it, it seems he does like scoring against us his ratio of goals against us versus other teams including and probably especially in the Premier League is yeah. It's daunting. Uh, he does like playing us. He does get the rivalry. He does get himself up for it. Yep. Could that possibly be an advantage for us on this occasion, though? Because we're playing so well, because they've been so bad, if we could get an early goal, we can start to frustrate them. Could yep. the notion of that fieriness for the affair actually work against him? Could he get could sent do, off? Could do. I I've got visions of him yeah, getting sent I, off yeah, to so. mass scorn yeah. from the crowd. I think so, yeah. I think it's interesting. I actually, I don't know if you saw, um, I just read, someone just said on, uh, on one of the uh, WhatsApp groups that, uh, apparently Gator's not playing in goal. Oh, which, that's uh, bad news for that, he's, usually, he's usually, uh, their saviour against He's us, a decent keeper, isn't he? He's decent. Uh, and then, I don't think MacArthur's playing, and he's usually a bit of a, yeah, uh, we, a, a bogeyman. For we were just saying in the pub, weren't we? He's yeah. not a great player, but he, he does seem to help stifle us yeah. in games between the two sides and I think he was missing was he missing from the game a month ago got a feeling he might have been and Zaha was I think he came, on, he came on as a sub I think yeah uh, uh, that was right yeah. yeah and of course they had they had to put Tompkins in which none of them were happy about and of course he ends up getting the equaliser <laughs> albeit yeah. we did hand it to him yeah. to be yeah. fair as well yeah. uh, anyone could but score that goal something made me laugh uh, with uh, with Deserby because I think he's kind of he realises how important this game is and, yeah. and I thought it was quite funny he did not say Crystal Palace he said The Palace oh, which I he? thought was really good right, right. that's interesting <laughs> that's a subtle nod to the fans isn't it that yeah, one yeah, yeah. Yeah. and his reaction you were talking about pulling things over your head <laughs> the Leeds came did you see his footage of him pulling this snood or his, oh. his long uh, necked top or whatever it was yeah. right up over his face then he was pulling it down yeah. then he was grabbing a towel and flinging it to the floor then he was he was just flinging his arms in despair well he actually actually, I think he kicked, <laughs> he kicked a bucket of water or something and got splashed all over him because yes. at the end of the game you could see him as he was walking off walk, well, walking onto the pitch to applaud the fans he was kind of wiping his <laughs> front of his jacket because he was covered in water so you, you have to love that don't you <laughs> and I think um, much in the way we've got the game of the weekend, the cup match, of course. Much in the way I think I'm confident with that cup match. I wouldn't say overconfident, but I'm confident based on the fact we had our fingers burnt in that Charlton game. Yeah. And I think we've, we've made sure that didn't happen against Stoke. And I think the same mentality will be instilled in the game against Grimsby. Yeah. But in a similar way, I think the worst result for Palace at the weekend was us getting that tool draw because he was so fuming about that result he's going to be absolutely firing them up to get the result as long as it's born out of determinism and organisation as well as passion then that's fine we don't want any heads being lost but this is a game where far too long for far too long far too many occasions we haven't r- risen to the challenge against Palace, have we? No. Or, or if we have, we played well, but we haven't got the result. Mm. And we just need to have that way of getting ourselves over the line in this fixture. 
And is this the night? And it could be, could it, could, could it be a good omen we're not actually live on television? Tonight. Well, yeah, exactly. And, uh, Which is actually two in a row, isn't it? Yes. Oh, well, that's true. They yeah. wasn't live before, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's my theory out the window. Now they've, now they've got the rivalry, um, <laughs> maybe we'll stop having us on TV. Well, we played well against them again, and it was only down to two particular circumstances that they got anything from the game. Yeah. It took two unique and very ridiculous situations for them to get anything from the game. One, of course, the original goal disallowed, which was absolutely farcical, as we all know, and as Palace know, and they know they've got a waiver one there. But the second thing is, of course, the uncharacteristic dropping of a of an easy claim ball from our goalkeeper, who, for whatever you think about him, good or bad, that's not something he normally does. Mm. And although there have been some shaky-looking moments of handling, he hasn't actually made that massive faux pas until that game. No. And that has probably contributed, partly, to him losing his place. I don't think it's the key factor, actually. I think it's more of a strategic, tactical yeah, element. It's, it's, but it, it would have played into his thinking, wouldn't it? Yeah. When he was making a big decision. It's, it's hard to, to, to kind of work out what's happened, really. I mean, the thing is with, with Sanchez... And he hasn't had a lot to do. He never has a lot to do in games yeah. because they're in possession and everything. And the same now with Steele. But uh, I mean, if you if you look at the way that Steele, he seems to uh, you know when he he offs, off, seems to offload the ball a lot quicker when he comes to his feet and they're passing it around. Yeah. He seems to offload it quite, quite yeah. a lot quicker and uh, and into into kind of areas which probably deserve he prefers. Mm. Whereas Sanchez, he kind of. Has kind of hesitated a few times, and uh, and then maybe played the ball out wide a little bit or something like that. Uh, yeah. Might have frustrated RDZ. So yeah, and that ties in with what was yeah. said as well, doesn't it? Yeah. About he's just that bit more confident about him being the better fit for what the club, are, what the team are doing at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But, but but that but that side, of, if that's all it is with Sanchez, if that's what the problem is, then that's that's mm. you can go to has been. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I can see, I mean, I can see, uh, Sanchez coming back. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the cup, actually. Does, 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 uh, does Deserby play the second string keeper? <laughs> the new second string, yeah. The new second string keeper for the, for the cup. Which would, well, it might be, that might be upsetting the, uh, the golden balance in the cup, then. This yeah. is the paradox. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. At this stage, it's the bigger games, of course. Yeah. So this is the moment you could justify changing back to your, what would have been first choice goalkeeper mm. so what happens now that's mm. quite an interesting question yeah and that of course uh, to be decided just this very weekend we will be doing a preview uh, I think on Friday so there will be some conversations prior to our next game um, but this episode will continue with uh, certainly some footage during and after the game I'm sure as we uh, as we uh, make our decisions on uh, on what we thought of the match whatever's happened in the meantime yeah got to get while we're on this journey over to the stadium now Alan I've got to get your opinions on a couple of other things that have happened um, first of all we've got to talk about the Gary Lineker thing we covered it briefly as it was happening on the night mm. uh, it was on Friday we've recorded on our last episode uh, Lineker had just been suspended or they, they called it him stepping away but it was a suspension from the BBC we all know um, Ian Wright had just shown solidarity and that was literally the point where we were recording since then of course Alan Shearer Jermaine Genus Michael Richards Alex Scott Glenn Murray actually as well yeah. amongst many others have all shown solidarity that caused match of the day to effectively not happen although they did put out a 
goals and very key action only 20 minute or 18 and a half minute highlights package with no introduction no punditry and no commentary which was not something I can say I watched I have no desire to watch that wanted to boycott the BBC for my own opinions on the matter Um, but apparently by all accounts a rather weird and futile exercise really Um, and also what happened was with Glenn Murray pulling out and Alex Scott pulling out football focus didn't happen fighting talk on the radio apparently didn't happen BBC's Five Live coverage certainly on Saturday and I believe on Sunday as well didn't happen um, and final score didn't happen as well so essentially solidarity all round from all of uh, friends and colleagues in the BBC and uh, particularly notable with all the commentators as well yeah. that was great so I think point made Tim Davies said he wasn't, uh, who's the DG of the BBC, Director General, said he wasn't going to apologise. And then he did apparently, by all accounts, according to Carvey Solikov on Sky, he did, by all accounts, make an off-air, behind-scenes apology to Gary Lineker. He didn't do that publicly. Gary Lineker didn't apologise, as had been requested of him, quite rightly. And he is now back for this weekend's FA Cup coverage, amongst other things. Um, So... It's, I'm glad he stood to his guns, stuck to his guns. I'm glad he saw the amount of support and public um, support as well that he did get. And the BBC have made an enormous faux pas. They probably didn't estimate the public opinion, but that more for them, it would have been obvious to me. What do you think of on the matter? Yeah, I mean, the whole thing was totally blown out of proportion. And I think, uh, I, mean, I don't want to get too political about the whole thing, but I think this particular regime or government... Uh, they always seem to find a distraction. Uh, yeah, that, it's um, convenient for them. To take it? over the headlines uh, for something else that they're doing. So yeah. uh, that's the way I looked at it. I mean, it was, it was, it was totally ridiculous. And uh, I'm really, really pleased that uh, that uh, Shearer and Wright and all the other yeah. colleagues basically uh, dropped tools, which was fantastic. Um, they had nowhere to go. Yeah. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed. I saw a little clip... Um, on, I think on Twitter or, or Instagram or something um, of Mark Lawrence on, yeah. G- on GB News oh dear. <laughs> uh, ram- rambling on uh, talking a lot, of, a lot of gibberish in my opinion uh, a bit like his uh, Premier League predictions then. <laughs> yeah and then you had someone like Matthew the Tizier who's still got his chip on his shoulder about the fact he was fired by Stein he was, yeah. he was almost trying to uh, to to compare what happened to him to what didn't happen to being sacked so yeah. it was really funny but all a bit really but I think overall you know when you look at Richard Sharp Richard Sharp the chairman who's made Tory party donations you look at Tim Davey who was a member of the Tory party and who has uh, well has overseen a period where the likes of Lord Sugar uh, and, and various other people have, have made their political views known and Gary Lineker's made his own political views known on very many occasions on Twitter without any issue and all he's done is point out some facts of so the, yeah. the language and the and also the colouring and the graphics used mm. gave a really just gave an unpleasant vibe yeah. which I think you're quite right whatever your political leanings nobody in my opinion should be so extreme to one side or the other that they should go to the lengths that that sort of language implies a government might be going towards 
and I felt uncomfortable with it. And I think he did, and he, you know, he made his comment, and I'm fully, yeah. fully in favour of it. Yeah. Because it's freedom of speech. And whatever you think of Lineker, even if you can't stand the guy, and I've spoken to a couple of people who really don't rate him or like him or want to care about whether he's on TV or not, whatever you think of that, you've got to allow free speech. The remit, of, by all accounts, under the BBC, is for news and current affairs to stay impartial. There isn't anything set in stone, or there wasn't, to say that other members of the BBC, who are especially on, friend, on our freelancers, he is, uh, can't say what they want on their own private account. As you said, he's not saying it on Match of the Day, he's not saying it in some other sporting broadcast context. He's just making his own personal opinions known on yeah. Twitter. You know, if it could, would you get sacked for, for, for saying that? You shouldn't yeah. be, should you? Yeah, but also, I mean, the, uh, the, the other ridiculous thing was they allowed... That, or they, they actually were part of the criticism of Qatar at the opening of the yeah they were okay with the, the well. World Cup you know when they they kind of did that whole speech I think it was was it did Lineker do the speech yeah he did yeah he did the speech yeah. but he did the monologue for the, but it, but it was backed up with with pictures and and video yeah. clips and things like that so it wasn't something he was just saying off the cuff himself it was something that the whole production team put together as a criticism of the Qatar so you know. Yeah, you can't just have it <laughs> suited when you want it. Yeah, yeah. It's double standards, it's hypocrisy. They'd be called out on it and they've, they've lost that argument, and quite rightly so. And um, I'm just glad that that one's been put to bed. It was embarrassing for the BBC. As you said, the, it seems the government wants to destroy the BBC from inside and out, and this is the perfect scenario. They bury the unpleasant news, from some people's point of view, of their proposal for this, uh, this bill. Yeah. And... You know, distracting techniques are afoot. <laughs> you know, li the Lineker fuss completely wipes out what should be the main headline, which is a very distasteful new policy being announced. Yeah. And uh, it's perfect for them on two scores. One, they kind of put that on the back burn, on, on the back foot, so it doesn't look so bad. And B, it discredits the BBC, makes them look bad. So it's a win-win for the government, yeah. and it's shambolic. Yeah, anyway. and also every, every, every time you put the radio on or put the TV on, on the news, whenever the news was on, it was the opening feature or article that they were talking exactly, about. Exactly, yeah, except so on the BBC until until they felt they had to cover it eventually. Oh, <laughs> oh, anyway. So Sky were loving it, weren't they? Well, on, in other news, um, Ivan Tony uh, was racially abused, I think it was some, a few months ago, wasn't it? And the guy that did that, I won't give his name because he's not worthy of it, um, he's been given a three-year England-wide stadium ban. This is under the new act that came in last year. So he, he, he racially abused Ivan Tony on social media. He's been found guilty of that, and he's got a three-year um, English-wide stadium ban. He's yeah. also got, I think it's like a five-month suspended sentence as well. Yes. So it's quite strong, great. Uh, I applaud that, and quite rightly so. Um, there's been other instances of uh, racism. A Southampton player was racially abused a couple of years ago. Southampton were very critical of it. And sure enough, lo and behold, Kyle Walker-Peters, um, who was involved in one contentious issue at the weekend against Man United, has now been racially abused. I'm not saying it is by a Man U fan, but it probably is. Um, and whoever it is has now yeah, it's, it's caused a new storm. And um, I've forgotten his first name, uh, the... Southampton manager uh, Ruben I oh, was Ruben oh, Celes, Celes I think um, who looks quite quite a good interim actually yeah. uh, he's uh, he's come out in condemnation and the statement from Southampton says well we're saying what we said two years ago nothing's changed uh, 
we hope there's more of the Ivan Tony's type resolutions to these situations, but it's not great, is it? Um, loads of other stuff going on besides. Southampton are playing, of course, tonight. It's another South Coast at home to London fixture as well. Mm-hmm. We could do with a favour from Saints, couldn't we? Because they're playing Brentford. Brentford are still on our tails. Yeah, yeah. Do you think they might do it? I've got a feeling they'll get some kind of result. I think so, yeah. They've yeah. got a lot of fights, especially at home, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, 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 yeah. So fingers crossed on that one. Um, other do we have a new contract this week? We, we did. I was just going to say, other news is Albion related. Yeah, we've got um, a new contract. Adam Lalana yeah, has been given a year's extension. Roberto De Zerbi apparently telling the club he wanted him to get another year. He loves what he does in training, on the pitch, with the youth players. Uh, and um, also, uh, of course, in terms of just his, his general um, motivational yeah. Characteristics behind the scene, which is fantastic to see. He's got the other year. I think, despite his injury issues, I'm I'm happy with that because I think he he offers so much, and I think it looks like going forward we might end up with him yeah. in a coaching role. It's looking ever more likely. Isn't yeah, it? I'm just wondering because uh, apparently um, Danny Welbeck had a had some problems, and they 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 managed to find some operation that he had. Yeah, which seems to have solved the problem. Yeah. Just wondering whether they've done the same thing with Lalana, so you never know. Might do, and it could involve an operation, I yeah, guess. So he's pretty much out for the year, isn't he? Now is he busy? Is there rumours he might uh, come back at the end? Yeah, I mean, well, could be key actually. Ardi Zeb was uh, pretty coy about it. Mm. He, he didn't think it was possible, but uh, Lalana said he thinks he will be back. It would be better, wouldn't it? Because we've got so many games coming up, and we want to push for that European <laughs> place, and obviously it could be the cup. Uh, tournament continuing yeah it could be I I actually would like to see him come back normally I would have said no let him take out the season get the operation done in April or May and see if he can get back for the new year but actually in this occasion I think all the more all the merrier really uh, if you can get him in but it's brilliant to see Um, there's a quote from somebody um, online who said that they they heard a quote from Rio Ferdinand saying that uh, De Zerbi is the one uh, and you know he's up there with the very best uh, Ferdinand of course um, played with Lalana for England and with um, uh, who else was it Lalana was talking to oh um, it was uh, Danny Welbeck was the other one yeah who of course knows Rio Ferdinand yeah. through through Man U so they were saying that but Lalana has also been quoted as saying that uh, he particularly wanted to to play for De Zerbi. he felt he, he said that um I can't remember the exact quote. Something along the lines of "this this is the very best way the club could be run," yeah. and that's part of the reason he wants to be with us. Yeah. Again, this policy is winning through, isn't it? It's it is, winning, yeah. it's winning people over, and I think the more people that are won over from the inside, the more the word would spread, yeah. and we could win people over from the outside. Yeah, and I think I think the narrative is changing now with regards to people's views of Brighton as. as on the footballing side yeah. we, we are actually starting really to get recognition that yeah. we are properly now we are a good side yeah. there's been articles um, in the Mail and the Guardian and uh, on, on the Athletic recently which yeah. have been very uh, particularly the Guardian and Athletic stuff have been really good they've been quite detailed analysis really a deep dive into what we do and, yeah. and very complimentary and they're starting to talk about the players rather than uh, just the outside Standard stuff, all just a world club, one club, and yeah. uh, it's, it's more than that now. It's, it's yeah. about the actual players and how they play and their, their style or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the only thing, I mean, <laughs> I did feel a little bit of, uh, I was a little bit worried after the West Ham game because the last time I had that kind of feeling is I walked out out of the uh, away from my seat and 
You're going to say the Leicester game, aren't you? When there's so much euphoria, and, and obviously Graham Potter was getting all the plaudits, and, uh, and then I would imagine that probably Mr. Bowley was probably looking at that and thought, hmm, this could be the, yeah. this could be the one to take. Yeah. Yeah, but, indeed. Uh, well, yeah, we uh, survived at least a couple more yeah. games after that this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think we'll be all right for now, but we'll we'll see. Uh, but a couple of points of order. Yeah. I might see him later in the ground, or we might get some audio uh, opinions from him later. But Chris Stiff, who's one of our contributors, guest contributors, on one of the match day specials, I believe it was from the West Ham game, um, was talking about Solly March, who'd been on the books at Palace as a youngster, and. Chris was saying he, he was pretty sure that Pal- they were Palace family. And I got, I got a message from Shibo. Hello, Shibo, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. Um, who uh, was adamant. He said he knows the family and he would like to clarify that none of the Solly March family are Palace fans. They are all Albion fans. All of them, I believe Solly as well. All, all staunch Albion fans. So he wanted to put that by right. I, I thought it sounded a bit un likely but um, we, we had to put point of order on that and I forgot to do that on the last episode um, one other um, one or two other bits to mention as well um, the there was one one bit of sad news which we didn't mention last time a guy called Tony Johnson died he went to a football match he didn't come home it's that it's that um, melancholy cliche I suppose um, there was issues at a game, I think it was the weekend before last, Blackpool against Burnley, which is, of course, a Lancashire derby. Um, there was apparently an altercation outside a pub that got pretty nasty. And uh, Mr Johnson had um, serious critical head injuries as a result of that fight. Uh, he subsequently died. So that hasn't happened often at football matches in recent years. Pretty horrible to, to hear that. There's also pretty disturbing news from related to the FA Cup in the previous round. Hillsborough, of all places, Sheffield Wednesday against Newcastle, when Wednesday did the uh, giant killing on, on the Geordies there a couple of rounds ago. Um, there was complaints from a number of Geordie fans in the Leppings Lane end, no less, of course, um, that there was uh, serious danger of crushing and serious discomfort, and lots of complaints made. An investigation was made, and the Leppings Lane end, which holds currently 4,700, was by... Uh, insistent recommendation um, told to be reduced to 3,700 which is about a 20% reduction in a capacity of one stand that's quite a lot which seems to suggest that they've they're insisting their safety records were right and up to date and approved well it didn't seem very safe from what we're hearing of all grounds you know with all that's gone before and the fact that we know that the stadium itself was part of the reason with what happened in the 80s um that's pretty disturbing, but the reporters condemned it. They've recommended two areas actually uh, have reduced capacity from what's already a reduced capacity, Hillsborough. Um, that needs serious upgrade in that stadium, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it was interesting that um, the, the club posted a, a news article about the fact it was uh, 40 years to the day that we, we played in the, uh, I think, the quarterfinal against Norwich on. A few days ago, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and they, you were uh, at the game, they, 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 yeah. I was at the game. Oh, oh my god, I remember that. It was fantastic. <laughs> and um, they showed a kind of a, a the video of they have a video of the, the kind of the cup run. Yeah, and uh, it was it was just a reminder that uh, when when um, we scored at Liverpool in front of the cop, 
Yeah. You can see that swell of crowd of people in the, in the, in the cop just yeah. standing there. It was just no one celebrates because they can't get their arms up. I know, but it was just yeah. the whole word, the way the crowd was moving. Yeah. You thought, oh my God. You just see upper torsos yeah. moving yeah. together and then, with, and then with no arms. They, when they scored the equaliser, I'm yeah. not sure who scored the equaliser, I can't remember now. Uh, I mean, obviously the cop went absolutely crackers and you think, my, my goodness, nowadays you just wouldn't no. together at all. I mean, it was very unsafe those years. Yeah. And much as I enjoyed elements of it and the whole danger of it, as a, as a you know, a wet behind the ears kid, just thinking, oh, this is great, you know, and uh, it, was, it, was, it wasn't great, was it? As you said, we called, we called it limbs now when there's a major celebration. <laughs> Back then it was torsos, just upper bodies swaying around oh, together. Oh, Mad times, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The cop was some, like nothing else, wasn't it, when you see it on yeah, TV. It was absolutely <laughs> insane. And when they're singing She Loves You and all that uh, in the 60s, classic times. Well, one team that we might end up facing next season, of all teams, in fact, there's two unsavoury teams, and they're Millwall and Luton. Millwall firmly in the playoffs, as are Luton. Um, but can I ask you, do you feel a hooligan? Do you feel South London? <laughs> I'm referring to the fact that Infantino, of all people, was at the Den last oh, weekend. Really? Yeah, oh, I think it was either the, the game just gone or the one before. <laughs> um, and it was apparently all a very short notice. Um, there was a FIFA rep, apparently. Oh, sorry, you, uh, yeah, I think a FIFA rep was due to be there which was pre-organised, and this FIFA rep, or his PA, called up and said, oh, do you mind if uh, Infantino comes along as well? This was utterly short notice. Apparently, they had to make a few contingency plans at very short notice, and he turned up at the game randomly. He was in the country for a conference or something and decided to take a match in, of all games, a Millwall home match. So did he have a a tattoo, um, a tattoo on his forehead or something? Today, I feel a bit (laughs) naughty. N-A-W-T-Y, of course. Naughty. Uh, horrendous stuff. There we go. Um, well, that, that pretty much sums up things for now. We're just getting to the ground shortly. We shall leave it there. Um, I might get some footage with you later on. I will get some yeah, with some of my uh, chums very, in the West Upper. I'm very nervy now. We're in a bit of a queue of traffic trying to get into the car park. Yeah. Um, pretty yeah, books, of course. I'm not sure whether where the Palace fans are. I'm sure the, the trains are pretty stressful place to be at the moment yeah because we've got this train strike issue shrouding the matter um, we've moved this game to this date because of a previous train <laughs> strike of course uh, but never mind mm. uh, well we moved it because of the Queen's death and the aftermath with the strike there and then we moved it to what was going to be tomorrow didn't yeah. we and then it's been moved back to today in a way I'm quite glad it's been moved because um, I think if we'd had two days less rest than Grimsby uh, going into Sunday's match, I uh, had a Thursday game before the Sunday, that wouldn't have been No, good. I think it's really it's worked yeah. out quite well for us, actually. And, I, you know, yeah. hopefully we can win this game in hand that we have today. We'll yeah. be, uh, what, same points then as uh, Liverpool. Yeah, but uh, it would guarantee seventh going into the weekend yeah. when we're not playing our league game. That's right, yeah. So we're the same points as Liverpool. If we, if we win by five today, oh, then go, uh, we'll go, go above them. Yeah. So, uh, exactly. Yeah. And then Palace got Arsenal the weekend, I think, we, we think. Um, but, yeah, I... I'm pretty glad. I mean, Grimsby played last night. Uh, they've got a one 0 win away at Sutton, so I'm glad they had a midweek game. Ideally, it would have been today as well. But you know, we're not worrying too much about that. We just want to focus on ourselves, get through the game, get the win, preferably get the five 0 win, obviously for the reasons you've just said. Yeah. Get the win and come through without any issues in terms of bookings and uh, injuries, yeah. and then uh, we can move on. Okay, Alan, Cheers. that's it for now. Cheers. Up the Albion. Up the Albion. Woo! 
And we're back in the room, or to be more precise, the car. We just realised we've got to talk about the Leeds game. I haven't done a podcast since the weekend, um, and no, nobody there was doing a match day special for us. So, very quickly on the Leeds game, it was a two-all draw. We took the lead twice. Uh, we were pegged back. Um, good goals from their point of view, avoidable from ours. Uh, goal scorers for us, McAllister, with a nice little bit of head tennis after a Mittimer, um supply line from a Grosh turn and cross. Um, and the second goal... I think we were saying in the pub, it has been credited to Solly, he has now, which yes, seems a little, yeah, little so bit. <laughs> I'm not, a few, uh, not quite sure about that, <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm happy no, to uh, take uh, it. Apparently, they they had a, um, a view from behind the goal, so yeah. they, could, they could actually see his foot. Oh yeah, ball. okay, all right, yeah. Fair enough then. Good. Oh, I'm glad he's got that. Good. Good for him. He put the pressure on the guy. The guy clearly has left a bit only and tried to clear it with his left foot, um, which was hopelessly the wrong angle. And, uh, yeah, if Solly got a touch after, it's yeah. all the better. I'm sure both he and the defender are pleased with that bit of information. But do you think, do you think, uh, they, they get payouts now if you put some money on it? Uh, if people have thrown away their, um, their little chitties and stuff? Good question. Well, if they've thrown them away, they've got to get them out of the bin, haven't they? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, about the game, though, I mean, I, I've only seen the Sky highlights. Didn't watch Match of the Day. We would have had a lot less, <laughs> lot less coverage anyway. Uh, um, two, I mean, we, we, it's, it's two points drop without any shadow over the is, isn't it? I mean, I've got mixed feelings about the game, actually. I mean, I, I, was, I was actually meant to go there. I had a ticket, but unfortunately something, a family thing yeah. cropped up and I couldn't go. But, um, oh. An now. Yeah, not a police, not a police <laughs> wag, meat wagon. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't go, but uh, I, I managed to get a kind of a dodgy stream, which I was watching. Which unfortunately was, uh, I think the sound was uh, <laughs> ahead of the, the picture. Yeah. Oh, hello. What's going on here? <laughs> We've got uh, that over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going in that. We're going to the bridge car park tonight, and we've got a very narrow. Tunnel, haven't we, we to go into? It's decided to come the other direction. Yeah, there's a few of them. <laughs> In fact, there's quite a lot of them, so we might might be here for a while. Um, I'm going to go now. Anyway. Here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, what was I saying? Yeah, I've got. I didn't. I got this dodgy stream, and unfortunately, um, it's stopped a few times. But anyway, what I would say about the game is, I mean, obviously, we were on top. And we play, apparently played well, particularly in the first half. That's what I was led to believe. And we had, we had, did have chances. McAllister had a really good chance. Yeah. Well back. Uh, but Leeds did have a few good chances themselves, which mm. they didn't score. Yeah. So uh, could have been worse. It could have been worse, actually. Um, so yeah, I think uh, when we went two one up, I think Wellbeck had a chance. I think March had a shot as well. Yeah. If we put those away, then game, yeah. game, game finished. Especially we, we the well back, the we 2 1. Really, yeah. Yeah. I think really at the end of the day, the draw was probably the fairest result. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, so we just got parked, and we're just saying about the game, I think you know, it could have been worse, could have been better. But um, I, it's stressful having had the lead twice to miss out. Yeah. But we are going to have that. As long as we could draw those games, uh, occasionally win them, and then win the home matches, of course, such as tonight. Um, one thing on the second goal, got to mention, there was an issue to do with balls on the pitch. So what happened was another ball had come on the pitch as a short corner was being taken, and it was only just fractionally on the pitch. And from what we've heard from ref experts, uh, qualified refs, is that that isn't an issue no, unless no. it interferes with play. If anything, it could have put the Leeds player off his short corner, mm -hmm. if anything. I, don't, I didn't have an issue with that particularly. No. 
No, I don't have an issue. Yeah. But I think there was other disruptions going on because I'm pretty sure at that point I was listening to uh, Radio Sussex at that point. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure at the time before they scored, they were talking about um, uh, Webster being having, having difficulty and they were getting, uh, yeah. they were getting substitutes um, uh, prepared and they were saying, oh, Webster, he's going off. Is he going to go off before or after the corner? So there was obviously something going on yeah. as a distraction as well. And, uh, yeah, we just, uh, we, we, uh, lost concentration. Yeah, doesn't really help, does it? Which is unusual for us. We haven't done that for a while. No. Yeah, exactly. Well, the game is at 7.30. The teams are probably out. I haven't got information to hand at the moment, but I am, we'll, we'll know all about that. By the time you're listening to this, you'll have known all of those details anyway. So no further comment for now. That is it for this for now. Uh, Leeds, yeah, it was an okay result and we, we just move on. We've got to get this win today, haven't we, Alan? Come on. Come we on, can do it. Come, come on. on. Come on. sent off or hammied off. Anyway, here we go. It's underway. Okay, fantastic. We're 1-0 up. They dominated the first 12 minutes and then we're on, I think, our second meaningful attack. Breakthrough, cut inside, laid off to Solly, buried in the corner. Bit like that Fulham goal against us. Yeah, yeah. And it was like that in another way. Sucker punch. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, exactly. Not been in the game at all. Been carved apart, but... Uh, that's clinical finishing, that's what, what we need. And now, um, hopefully, the crowd's uh, up for it. Uh, yeah, well, well, we were already, yeah, to be fair. The atmosphere's been superb tonight. The atmosphere's been superb, and uh, that's before the goal. Well, I think certainly, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, take, um, take the wind out of their sails a little bit there, because uh, now they've got to come on to, to, to score a goal, yeah. they might leave a few gaps. It's perfect. Yeah, perfect time to score. Listen to this. 
crowd have been bouncing it up. The North Stand's been jumping up and down for most of this uh, first 15 minutes or so. Uh, just, it's been beautiful. still upset. I know. How long it's taken to get from here, from Bright Station. Yeah. yeah. We've got friends who've just arrived, who've been there. First one said he's been there since 6.20, and he's arrived at 7.40. And the next one said he's been there since 6 o'clock at Brighton Station. Saying, and they want a pay rise. Yeah. Unbelievable. Anyway, um, they're all here now. They all arrived just in time for the goal. <laughs> and it's a local boy, as we said, he was on Palace's books once, but he's a Brighton fan, a Brighton boy, well, a Halston boy, and he's buried it. 1 0. Love it. It's actually been a second yellow now, if it's the player we think it is. However, we've got a free kick dangerous area, Kevin. We're so dangerous. A couple um, of minutes to go to half time. Gallister the Ben Money in the top corner. Yeah. Solly also standing over uh, it, but it looks it's like over to that left hand attack inside. McAllister, surely. It's not been McAllister. No, it's not. No, Solly. No, no. Oh, oh, it's too. Back heeled it, too. Oh. Oh. McAllister's gone wide. It's a no man's man. No man's man, literally. Half time in the West Upper with Duncan, with John, with Chris, and with Mo, oh. isn't it? Yeah. So, Duncan, uh, so far so good. 1 0 up. They should be 1 down. 1 man down, that is, as well as 1 goal down. Absolutely. Um, Decoro is already on a, a yellow, and then it was just a blatant second yellow. It's a second, but it's not his second second. You <laughs> can get away with it. No, apparently. The ref bottled it there, really should have just given it. And it's only because he's on a he's on a yellow already that he isn't on the second one. So it's utter bollocks, yeah. isn't it? It's the same bollocks. as we're saying off air, it's the same with anywhere else on the pitch or too early in the game. What does that mean? That means nothing at all. No, just play by the rules. If yeah. it's a foul, it's a foul. Get a card, two yellows, you're off. Fuck off Palace. <laughs> it's not like the first yellow card was a bit iffy. The first yellow card was a solid yellow. Yeah, it was Chris. Wasn't so it? it's absolutely hundred percent two fast yeah. sides. He hauled him down. It wasn't a straight rep, but he was he was denying yeah. uh, a dangerous attack from developing. I think aside from that, the referee's been fairly good. Um, could have looked Zaha. I think Veltman. Yeah, I think Veltman and Zaha. He could easily put the pair of them coming for yeah, accumulation. Yeah. Not so much with Veltman, just a straight yellow. Yeah. But yeah, I that's been entertaining, been, isn't it? It's been entertaining, Jewel. I think aside from the first ten minutes, it's probably Veltman's best half hour yeah. in an Albion shirt, really. Um, he's owned him for since about 10, 15 minutes onwards. It's been in his pocket. He, he's, 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 he's not yeah. to, be, to be fair, Palace started very well. They had about 10, 11 minutes of pretty good play, looking dangerous. Greatest in chances could have scored, but then they don't know how to shoot on target, so we're okay on that score. Their press was really high. Their press for the first 10, 15 minutes, yeah, yeah. Their press was yeah. really impressive. But effectively so, yeah. unlike yeah, exactly. a lot of teams against us. And, and also, yeah. they, they, they've obviously, teams have watched how we draw them out of shape with Colwell and Dunk at the back, how we, and they not, they sort of sussed that and they're sort of dealing with that quite aggressively, which, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's competitive, it's good to see, but, but yeah, he sussed it out a little bit. Yeah. Just to mention, Colwell back in the team, Welbeck back in the team as well. I don't I haven't heard anything, I don't know if Fergie was injured. I'm assuming it's a case of they wanted more experience in there for this game, I mean, maybe. They've put Welbeck up against the keeper, haven't they? Green keeper. Yeah. 
put your experience yeah forward, up yeah substitute goalie young lads Whitworth yeah I, I, I've enjoyed watching the world win the ball in midfield as well yeah. and I've enjoyed the sort of individual yeah. duels that we've seen all over the yeah, park yeah he won the ball back at one point created yeah. a chance out of yeah, nothing exactly. uh, for, for his teammates which is yeah. great and Mo I'm not sure if I've had you on before but welcome to the pod if we haven't Mo great to have you up here regular in the West Upper too what have you made of it so far very stressful game, yeah. Yeah. First half was very stressful, yeah. We, we just did another goal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Could have been more. Could have been. Could have been more for them as well. But if we can keep going like this second half, it'll be okay, wouldn't it? Yeah, we'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Sean, very quickly to you. Uh, you uh, well, from what you've seen of the game, uh, have you enjoyed it? You were at Worthing Station. I uh, sorry, at Brighton Station at what, six o'clock, was it? Yeah, six, and managed to finally leave at twenty to eight. Brilliant. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so you got in. You arrived at twenty to eight, was it? Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Managed to miss the first ten or fifteen. Well, minutes. that was brilliant timing. It's a stroke of genius, John. You missed the only bit you don't want to see anyway. Uh, it could have worked out the other way, but it worked out quite nicely that way, didn't it? You missed all of the palace stuff, all the anxiety, and turned up just in time for the goal. Yeah, all good. All good. Let's hope you're not going to miss any other goals in the second half. No, I need a second. We need, we need, we want, we need to avoid missing any more goals. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Let's hope we can do it. Well, Kevin, we are a certain number of minutes into the second half. Sorry, I don't sorry, know how many. Could you put the lights on your phone, please? I, I can't, can't see anything, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a floodlight, a, a, a momentary floodlight uh, uh, fader. Yeah. They came straight back on. The only problem was the seating area lights haven't come on, but the, the pitch lights have. Yeah. It's perfectly mm-hmm. playable, and the ref's taken them off for now. And we are, well, it's, uh, what is it? Ten minutes into the second half, I think. Everybody's got their phone lights on. And we'll play in the dark, say the fans. (laughs) Loads of Albion fans have got their camera lights on. And literally one, actually it's now two Palace fans have got theirs on. (laughs) They did light a flare though, again. Good job I don't have to get up early tomorrow. Surely there's sufficient light to play down there. Yeah. Oh, it, it can't be the scoreboard. They can't have to have a scoreboard. Yeah, they don't have to have. They no, all you have to have is goal. You don't even have to have goal nets. You just have that corner flag. So <laughs> back in the day, you could play without nets. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we were just looking at they. they they've, they've got scoreboards come back on, and um, the line the lino went over to check the goal nets. We thought balls in hand, but actually with balls in hand, he's actually checking the goal line technology, wasn't he? Which is interesting. There's still an element of whether or not that goal is square. I just have to add that on, but that's been there all season. Oh, well, the game has finally restarted. I say finally, it was a, about a two-minute delay. Entertainment, though. We've had one light show. We now had another, <laughs> a light no show. <laughs> oh, one, come on! Come on, Julio! Say, come on! Come on! Come on! Oh, I 
what I was talking about, this. This quick presser on, win a throw, win another throw, win a corner, win a throw, win a corner. Get all the time out, especially with nine bloody minutes. I'm still keeping Zaha on, hoping he'll be that match winner. Alise's been poor today, I thought. Really poor. He's been sobbed. Eze, I can't remember much from Eze, apart from a couple of moves in the second half. Let's finish the job, come on boys. I'm not getting any decisions here, niggly stuff. They've got the ball, they're keeping, up, keeping it in our half. And there's a dead ball, that's the last to steal. Who goes over? 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 This is so tantalisingly close to a rare bloody win against these, this inferior team of Wankers. Since Jack earlier, when we went one deal up, I went, I'll take one deal. See if we can hold on to one deal. Anybody picks it against us all. It's, it's so overdue a spanking though, aren't it? It's annoying me. Oh, yeah. Whatever happens, we're not doing that tonight. It's really annoying. Even away, we could have been as You wankers. <laughs> oh man. I don't think we're really sitting deep, especially. I don't think we're just being paid back, are we? It's a harsh foul on that in the box. Free kick. Don't be quite saying though, are they? Don't be quite saying though. Oh, Bellman! to go, Kev. Headed forwards, that's good. Yep. Now press them, make them hoof it. Win this, win this. Yes. Oh, shit. They got us on the counter again. Fucking Eze. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Assuming we didn't get the throw in there as well. Right, we're in the last few seconds. Come on, boys. Go down. Go down. Go down. 
That's it, ref! That's the nine! That's the nine! Seven days since we last beat Harris. <laughs> Just beat some Harris. So that's all good. Cheers. And what a, what a delight. What a delight. We're nervy at the end. Nervy at the end. We're a much classier team than them, but we haven't played as well as we have in other no. games recently. No. So that's satisfying as well, actually, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. They, they played really, to be fair to play, they played pretty well, very aggressively, but I think our quality just gone through at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Fair same points! Fair same points! Fair same Absolutely <laughs> fucking brilliant! I think you're happy, Shubo. I think you're happy. 
Is your mum happy too? You're on the podcast now. Bloody fantastic win. Fantastic win. Eight is my lucky number. So seven days without winning next palace. Eight was going to win. Ah, nice. <laughs> and I've been told it's about 1,500 days since we last beat them. So that'll do for me. That's my lucky number. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Ready? So, uh, Mr. John... How are you feeling? Looking at the Palace fans looking forlorn in the latter stages of the highlights being shown back at the concourse. Abject misery, isn't it lovely to see? It's delicious. I bet they're annoyed that we didn't play that well and we still beat them. Imagine how annoying that would be. It's got a lovely long, wet, <laughs> slow journey home. <laughs> yes, we've beaten, the, we've beaten them 1 0. Uh, it was tense in the second half because it stayed at 1 0 after half time. But in the end, we finally got a result against them again. What's that been? 1,500 days, your mate Chris was saying, since we've been so, yeah, about five years or something. 1,500 days. Yeah, 9th of March 2019. Yeah. <laughs> Not the week now, see. Not the week now. It's so overdue, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, absolutely. That was um, massive. Made hard work of it. Yeah. Um, but squeaky bum time, last 20 minutes. So. And the beauty of the, the winner albeit it was a long long time back in the game from a local lad he was on Palace's books briefly all his, all his family are Brighton fans he's a Brighton fan perfect man to score superb wasn't it Solly March we love him so, some like him more than others but they might not be coming on the podcast maybe your daughter do you want to say a word Charlie? no she's not uh, going to say it. she's not she's not no <laughs> but he, he's a great player he's stepped on so much it's perfect that he scored wasn't it? It was just uh, it's icing on the cake there. That's lovely. I think we were trying to work out when he was at Palace, and it was, I think it was about 14 when he moved to uh, Eastbourne yeah. Borough, actually Eastbourne yeah. Borough, and then uh, Lewis, yeah. and then uh, and then on to us. So quite a, quite a journey. Absolutely, that's one of you. We still got to do our Eastbourne non-league special. Yeah, got to line that up in the new year. Now that we're in the new year, um, but anyway, one way or the other, superb. That was great. What a great result! And we can't, there's only one problem with this, Duncan. On mind the gap song, uh, we've now got to change it into mind the chasm. <laughs> but that doesn't stand. Mind the abyss. Mind the abyss. Mind the abyss. All the things bigger than a gap have two <laughs> syllables. It doesn't stand. <laughs> most problematic oh, it's a lovely problem to have isn't it just oh wonderful same points as Liverpool game in hand yep apparently yep. And, and we're guaranteed to be in the well the, the theoretical European positions top seven going after this weekend even though we're not playing now yeah unless um, some crazy scores going no it's an amazing position to be yeah um, you know Deserby's just transformed us absolutely incredible and he got um, got booked again, but we love him for it. Regulation booking. <laughs> and he was just doing. He was just saying, why? Why was um, that yellow card uh, not the same as for Decore's second yellow yeah, card that he didn't that, give? That must have been so, what he was talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so you know, love him for it. Love him. Absolutely brilliant. Wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. And we move over to these two. We've got Alan and, <laughs> and David who's going, oh no, not again. Alan, oh, we've we spoken to you earlier. I know you'll be reticent to say too much having done all the intro pre-match, but that was quite nice, wasn't it? It's very, very tense. I mean, it wasn't your world of imagination uh, scenario that you gave. <laughs> yes. Well, my 6 0 was uh, going off. But uh, <laughs> credit to uh, Palace. I mean, they really do fight hard. I mean, they. 
they really pressed us really hard. Uh, yeah. But uh, it was a really classy goal by uh, March, fantastic pass by um, Matoma. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brilliant finish. And uh, they couldn't break us down. The, the battle between Zahar and Veltman was fun. Yes, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I think he won that. I think Veltman was one of the men of the match. He was given man of the match yeah. by the sponsors. Uh, who would who would you have given that to? Would, would you say Veltman? Uh, hard one to call, actually, isn't it? Yeah, it's hard hard to call. I mean, uh, they, I think all of their players had um, periods of the game when they were playing really well. Yeah, um, and, and the beauty is we weren't at our best, and yet we still came out yeah. one 0 winners. That will be uh, a taste of their own medicine for Palace, yeah. feeling that feeling. Yeah. Um, and also it's encouraging that we can win when we all Absolutely. play well. I mean, these games are always like this. I mean, it's, uh, dare I say, a derby game or rivalry, these rivalries, whatever teams are, whether it's us or yeah. Liverpool versus Everton, the two Sheffield, Sheffield clubs, whatever it is, it's, yeah. you, you think they're going to be really entertaining games, but they're just uh, they're attritional games and someone's going to come out on top, and we did today. Yeah. Um, I thought the uh, certainly someone who didn't have a good game was the referee. I mean, it was, uh, well, he was having an all right game apart from that horrendous second yellow, non-second yellow card situation. I thought he wasn't bad in the first half, but he became very annoying in the second. I very touchy yeah, and I he kept he doing niggly decisions. Yeah, I think he let, let a few things go early on uh, for the Palace play, particularly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, should have got booked. And I, really, I mean, Decore should have gone. I mean, yeah. yeah. And of course they put him off at half time, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, it's one of those ones, if he hadn't got the first yellow card, he would definitely have got the yellow card for what he That's did. what we were saying earlier, yeah. I mean, that's that's the, uh, it's nonsensical, yeah. isn't yeah, it? it was, yeah. And also, I mean, his position in the pitch, we, we were doing a lot of threatening through the middle. And as the game wore on, especially if they carry on chasing it, that's precisely the position where they're going to be vulnerable. And yeah. he's most likely to have to either make a decision to take a hit for the team and get sent yeah, off yeah. being on a yellow or in realising he's on a yellow let the player go through and potentially yeah, yeah, let a goal in so I think it made sense for them to take him off they shouldn't have the privilege of the option no. that was really irritating but they've got lucky again uh, and we can we can moan about this from, at least from a position of, um, of success this time rather than it sounded like sour grapes yeah. then of course Costello got that yellow card for doing something similar himself yeah, exactly. Put further back, exactly. In less, less dangerous position. That was his regulation of yellow as Roberto De Zerbi's <laughs> for pointing that very fact out to the referee. I mean, De Zerbi was what? I mean, I, I can't wait to see the, uh, the De Zerbi cam for this one because he was really <laughs> moving around a lot. I mean, there's one moment when he did, he kind of walks away after something went wrong. He sat down, he did a kind of um, uh, a Bielsa, sat down on a little, perched himself on a little stool. And it literally sat down, and within half a second, he got back up again. He was back on the back <laughs> again. <laughs> so funny. Oh, madness, madness. One final word. I thought the subs, again, it's Deserby being proactive. He was he was putting on uh, attacking players, essentially just trying to freshen up the attack rather than sitting deep, even though we ended up having to do a lot of deep defending. Uh, I think I may have broken things up a little bit because I think Enciso and um, uh, Ferguson came on, then Sarmiento. Uh, later on as well it didn't quite work did it no, no I think uh, I, mean, I was a little bit worried because the, the ball wasn't sticking with them at all yeah. I mean you needed the players up front who were really going to get hold of the ball and, and, and just keep it up there somewhere but it was bouncing yeah. off them I mean I think Cito lost the ball a few times yeah. wasn't really sticking with him I think within Cito he's so determined to do something special I know, I he, know. Just wants, he just wants to make an impact he doesn't really 
when he had that, that attempt to be curled it in and uh, curled it towards the top corner yeah. tipped over yeah. in a previous game I think it was against was it against uh, West Ham I think yeah. uh, and in this game he curled one just wide yeah. he'll get there and when he does maybe he'll, yeah. he'll explode yeah. who, yeah. Knows? Yeah. who knows yeah. I'm not sure if we can get away with David but we'll, we'll leave it with you Alan for now okay. and, um, and I will see you on, for the journey back in a moment yeah. excellent yeah. stuff yeah. brilliant and so we move to Mr. Andy Bravery, a man, Andy Bravery, who has been residing in behind enemy lines for a number of years, now back in Sussex, but you've got a few friends, inverted commas, oh, <laughs> up in the area. messages this morning. <laughs> None of them were particularly uh, hopeful, I have to say. Good. And yeah. um, I actually thought Palace played well today. And, um, and so in some ways it was kind of apt in the end that we actually beat them when we don't actually play beautiful football and dominate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. We didn't play that well. They get a taste of their own medicine, in, in essence. I think they did today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scruffy yeah. one 0 win. Brilliant. Okay, play anytime. Lovely. Yeah, Solly, magnificent. So good to see him get the winner. Local boy for this local rivalry yeah. of sorts. And from a distance, as well, it was a good finish. Yeah, yeah. it was a good finish. Yeah. Uh, happy day. So you can you can have bragging rights over your friends. All right. I will be messaging them. <laughs> Cheers, Andy. Okay, final segment of the podcast, the match day special from our delightful 1-0 win against Palace. And I'm delighted to meet, more, I think for the first time, and certainly to have on the podcast for the first time, Tony Bowden, who lives in Berlin, that has a season ticket back here with the Albion. You already had one before you moved over there as well, I hasten to say. Welcome to the pod, and what did you think of the game? I hated every moment of it. Every moment. <laughs> Apart from the final whistle. The final whistle was enjoyable, but everything about it, I did not enjoy. Well, I suppose the goal as well. We quite enjoyed the goal. The goal was, the, the goal was wonderful, but even after it went in, I was not comfortable for the whole thing. Um, I'm glad it's over and I'm glad we got three points. Well, it's been great to meet you and we've been having a good old chat here about this, that and the other. You, you came in through Brighton and as with a couple of other people, that I've spoken to um, chaos at the station uh, over policing uh, and disorganisation would you say? Honestly it was horrible I mean we, 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 we saw some physical acts of violence outside the stadium uh, the police were just not paying any attention outside to it. the station outside yeah, the yeah, station yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, they weren't paying attention we, there was no communication there was meant to be a train going from Brighton station every 10 minutes to the stadium there was no movement. All well, accounts have a three coach trains going out. I mean, it, it's if, ridiculous. There's, if there's a three coach train going every ten minutes, it's fine. Oh, that's all right. But there was no movement. We were, we were stuck in a queue for about forty five minutes before just taking a bus. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, the, the the policing is just so um, it's so heavy handed, and yeah. there, there, there's just better ways of managing this because yeah. I don't I, I think if you just police this this game like any other game there won't yeah. be any trouble like yeah. I don't think that there's any violence that would happen mm. between Brighton and Palace fans we're both very similar yeah. and I think that those days are over or well, it would be as limited one way or the other anyway I, I, I it wouldn't so. have been any worse you're saying no no absolutely not absolutely not and I, I, I think if you actually kind of lessen the police presence that people will behave a bit better yeah yeah absolutely anyway just tell us quickly about Berlin so you have a season ticket you yes. still have one but you moved to Berlin yes so that's presumably for work is it or something like that yeah I moved, I moved there uh, a 
a year ago last week. And ha- uh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. 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 Well, happy anniversary. And Thank you. <laughs> how, have you, how have you been finding all the travel? And how have you been finding watching, I presume you're watching away games from, from over in Germany? What's the coverage like? Uh, the, the coverage is great because you can get Sky Sports for about 10 euros a month. And yeah. usually you get every game live. Um, travel is okay. I used to live in Bristol for a bit, and it's actually easier for me to get from Berlin to Brighton <laughs> than it is Bristol. Bristol yeah. That's Berlin. a long slot. It's about three and a half hour drive, is it, Bristol? Uh, well, I don't drive, and oh, okay. yeah, it was the best part it's of my train journey. So, yeah, five hours each way, but um, but but now from Berlin, you're only in the air for seventy minutes. And uh, EasyJet yeah. easy is, is great. Like, And when Southern Rail is behaving themselves, I can get here quite comfortably. And lo and behold, with results like tonight, it really are starting to believe we might get into Europe. Though There might be some more convenient uh, journeys for away days. I, I really hope so. Uh, my local team is Union Berlin. And that's um, your, is that your German team? Because I, I like a bit of Union as well. It, it is. It is there, it's, it's very difficult to get tickets to Union Berlin yeah. uh, because it's a very tiny stadium. Yeah. But... Um, uh, if we do draw Union Berlin in the U- Europa League, if we get there, then it's going to be this rare novelty of me being able to walk to see Brian play. Walk to a European away day. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine it? Oh, Hertha. Although I don't think Hertha are going to be in Europe anytime soon. No, I? no, Hertha are definitely getting relegated. I went to the Berlin derby a couple of weeks ago and uh, Hertha... I'm pretty sure, like, even their fans are reserved for the fact Herta that... were hurting, yeah? Herta, <laughs> Herta are just done. Like, they, they, they are going to be playing in Bundesliga 2, oh, okay. and um, I don't think there's any way out of that right now. Fair enough. Tony, it's been a pleasure to get you on. Hey, uh, thanks so and much. a pleasure to meet you. So, uh, and a happy happy encounter for it. A thanks so much. And I'm... we are apparently about 15 points ahead of Palace now. We're firmly, firmly in there. More I, the gap. More no, I, the gap. I think it's very safe to say that we're staying up the season. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to playing Grimsby. Yeah. Uh, Are you going to that as well? Yes. Staying over yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. staying for the Grimsby yeah. game. Um, your, your family's in Southwick, we should yes. mention as well. Yes, So yes, that's yes. still local, yeah. Yeah, uh, so... This is kind of like a, a, a quick trip where I yeah. can get to see all these games and <laughs> even cram in a couple more games. We're going to go see Cheltenham against Exeter as well. Yeah. So. Magnificent. I'll Cramming it all in. But, um, Super. But yeah, well, it's so much. It's fantastic. <laughs> so a good way to end the podcast. So we've got the 1-0 win. We've finally been Palace again. Onwards and upwards. We're into the, uh, the FA Cup match now at the weekend. In the meantime, I'm going to sign out the usual way by saying, stand or fall, up the Albion. See you guys. Podcast Network.